welcome back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. This week, we're at the Postal Museum in London, taking a ride on mail rail, and we're creating our own stamps. My name's Bex, and every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. This week, I'm off to the Postal Museum in London. All right, so I am here today at the Postal Museum, and I've got to say, I didn't realise there was so much history to do with the post service, which is a little bit concerning because it's, there's so much stuff here, and I've luckily made a friend who can help me out. Uh, hey, Andy, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Now, tell me, um, I've walked in here to this museum. Uh, stuff goes back really, really, really far a long way. Uh, when, when do we start here in history? So our story starts about 500 years ago in 1516, uh, so that was the time of Henry VIII. So he set up the postal service, he appointed a man called Brian Tuke as the master of the posts, and his job was to set up the whole service, so all of the people that were going to carry the mail, and the post roads. Okay, so it turns out, oh, I hadn't realised this, through the years there's been lots of different transportation. Obviously you've got postmen and postwomen carrying stuff, but also like weird bikes and amazing like machinery tell us more about that so yeah there's been loads of different types of transportation so horses were quite common at the beginning for carrying uh, post boys uh, then they used horses to ca- uh, pull mail coaches as well so they traveled a lot faster and eventually they moved into stuff like bicycles and even a pentacycle so a pentacycle is a cycle with five wheels and it was also uh, commonly known as a hen and chicks because it had one big wheel that looked like the hen and then f- uh, four little wheels that looked like the chicks as someone who can't really ride a bike that really appealed to me because that looks like the safest way to get around on wheels uh, now also uh, people might be able to hear in the background a kind of whirring and whizzing that's that's a pneumatic what a tube so yeah that's our pneumatic tube so what you can do is write a message put it in a canister put it into the tube and then um, air is used to push the tube uh, the canister over the other side of the gallery and then someone else can open it and read the message Okay, now I think one of the coolest parts of the Postal Museum so far is this pneumatic tube system they've got. I'm one end of the museum. I'm going to write a message to Bex. I'm going to pop it in the system. Bex, hopefully, somewhere on the other side of the museum, will be able to read my message and this is how they used to convey information around uh, even today some hospitals still use these kinds of systems to move things like medicine and prescriptions and patient notes around hi i'm annie from the postal museum so most of us have seen a picture of queen elizabeth ii on stamps she has been the only monarch on stamps for 70 years so in most of our lifetimes that's the only picture we've known but there's going to be a big change this year on the 4th of april king charles iii will be on stamps for the first time Um, and we have a new exhibition at the postal museum which is looking at the history of stamp design so stamps were actually first introduced in 1840 for queen victoria and um, she was actually the person who established what stamps really look like. So that idea of seeing a profile picture of the reigning monarch looking into a letter when you place it in the top right corner of your letter, that all started with Queen Victoria. And for seven monarchs since then, we've had really interesting
King stamp designs all the way up to King Charles III today. And is there a reason that kings and queens kind of take turns facing different ways? So it's actually a common misconception that that's what happens on stamp design. Um, the different monarchs face different ways on uh, coins, but on stamps they always face into the envelope. And that was actually a decision that was made on the death of Queen Victoria. Um, they were looking at flipping the coin, uh, flipping the profile image the same as they do with coins, but decided not to because it didn't look quite right having the monarch facing out of the letter instead of into the letter. Okay, I'm waiting for a tube to come back down through the pipes. Will it make it? There we go. Okay, now I need to open up this tube. Uh, What has Adam written for me? Uh, Okay, it's a little message. He said, let's go on the mail rail. (laughs) We ask all passengers to remain seated for the duration of the ride and not to lean on the sides of the train, as this may cause it to stop suddenly. Thank you. Just like a Bakerloo line. I won't lie to you. I don't think I can stand up in this train, so there's no danger of that happening. Uh, we are often aware... You're about to explore some of London's hidden underground postal railway. I'm Andy, your guide today, and I'm joined by Ray Middlesworth. Hi, Ray. Hi. Yeah, so Mail Rail opened in 1927, and uh, first of all, it was called the London Post Office Underground Railway. Uh, it was only known as Mail Rail later on, and it used to carry mail from one side of London to the other, so from Paddington in the west through to Whitechapel in the east. Carried millions of uh, letters and parcels uh, each day uh, for 365 days a year. Can I point out that, you know, we did those pneumatic uh, letters before where you put a letter in a a tube and you send it and it whizzes along. This is like the human version of that. We're under Mount Pleasant sorting office, heading east to Whitechapel. It was hard work down here, but we all thought we were part of something important. There was enormous team spirit. And it just kept on going, is that right? Just night and day, we're just going and... It's also, the fact it's been going, well, it was going for so many years, even, you know, we had the war and everything like that. It was incredible. And in the, in the little um, displays, we got to see the different people who might have posted letters. That was pretty cool as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it operated for 22 hours, uh, 22 hours a day. So they closed for about two hours just to do maintenance and check the lines and stuff. But yeah, it was a constant sort of uh, uh, process. So. The railway was bombed several times. This station suffered the most damage when it was hit in 1943. Amazingly, the railway was back up and running the very next day. That reflected how vital the railway had become. And so when we came off the train, we got to an exhibition. Uh, Can you tell us what's in the exhibition? So in the exhibition, we talk about the history of Mail Rail. We show you some of the old trains that first operated when it opened in 1927, uh, and then some of the ones that came a bit later when it was renamed as Mail Rail, and that's for it, what was for its 60th anniversary. Um, we've got lots of interactive exhibits as, go, uh, as well where you can have a go at being a worker on the Mail Rail, so you can have a go at controlling the trains coming in and out of the stations. Yeah, we also need to talk about the wobbly train that we went on. Uh, can you explain that one for us as well? Yeah, so we've got a travelling post office carriage. So a travelling post office uh, was a carriage that used to carry mail, but also where the workers used to sort it as they were going along. And uh, you can have a go at sorting the mail into different pigeonholes, and then the floor wobbles as if you're travelling on an actual train. 
Oops, I had the most fun in that bit. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, and, and also there's a little play space upstairs as well. Yeah, we've got a miniature poster world called Sorted, where you can, again, have a go at being a poster worker. So you can push the trolleys around, go into the sorting office, pretend you're working behind a counter, try on uniforms and, and sort the parcels and letters. Uh, brilliant. Thank you very much, Andy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I had a lot of fun and I really stamped my authority around the place. See, see what I did there? Yeah. OK. Uh, you can find out more by searching for the Postal Museum. Now, speaking of stamps, it's time to find out even more about the Postal Museum with the help of an at-home craft. For this activity, we're going to create our own postage stamps using just a few simple materials. Here's what you'll need. White paper, pencil, ruler, scissors, glue stick, coloured markers or pencils, and images or designs to use as inspiration, but this is optional. Let's get started. Use your ruler to measure and draw a rectangle on your white paper that's about the size of a postage stamp. The dimensions of a real postage stamp are 2.5cm by 3.5cm, but you can make your stamps any size you like. If you make it slightly bigger, you might be able to do more detail. Once you've got the correct shape for your stamp, draw the design inside the rectangle. You can draw anything you like, such as a picture, a pattern or a message. And don't forget to add a bit of colour to your artwork. Use your coloured markers or pencils to colour in your design. Cut out your stamp carefully with scissors. You might need some help from an adult. And now it's time to create your own stamp collection. Make as many stamps as you like using different designs and colours. You can then use your glue stick to attach your stamps to a piece of cardboard or heavy paper. And don't forget, you can use images and designs from real postage stamps for inspiration for your own stamps. You can find pictures of stamps online or in stamp collecting books. Don't forget, you can't use your stamps to post things, but you've just created your very own stamp collection inspired by the Postal Museum in London. Enjoy your new stamps and have fun imagining where they might travel to. And just like that, we are done. Remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to anytime you fancy. If you want some more suggestions of stuff to do, just scroll back at your podcast app and pick an episode you like. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. It was produced and edited by Adam Stoner. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you soon.